0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything that you need is at your headquarters for sports betting, that's BetOnline. Head to the website right now, use your mobile device, sign up, get a 50, that's 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, that's believe to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Come on, there's no need to hesitate. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's get down to business. An active lifestyle can cause hemorrhoids. That sucks. Lucky for you, they're south of the border. South of the border is a holistic approach to dealing with the affected area. Go to southoftheborder.com. Use code AHOLE, A-H-O-L-E. Get yourself 30% off. That's pretty rad. And this is not an area of your body you want to put bad ingredients in. Make sure you turn to south of the border. Southoftheborder.com. Code AHOLE. I hope you're ready. Have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. <laughs> yes, bitch! Welcome to the Mikey Lexi podcast. Uh, thank you, first and foremost, to Giorgio Crucisoponopoulos, the uh, thick-putsode Greek stallion. And uh, first attachment? the greatest health and su- fitness supplements on the planet. Get yourself a little bit of a discount by using the code Mike10. And then also, Bet Online, who has been with me since the beginning, south of the border, what you need to turn to if you have hemorrhoids. And I know you're like, whoa, that came out of left field. Actually, no. One of the biggest reasons people develop hemorrhoids or problems in the anal region uh, is working at a bathhouse, but also is lifting heavy weights. Lifting heavy weights, a lot of pressure to the trunk, develops hemorrhoids, uh, and, and, and it can commonly. So if that is a problem, there's no better place to turn than uh, south of the border. They make amazing products. It's a, it's a great company, and they like having a sense of humor about the whole situation because it is an uncomfortable situation in many ways, um, but it's all uh, holistic, organic ingredients, stuff that you can feel safe putting on the most absorbent part of your body. All right, so we are going to get started today. I have been um, devoting a lot of the show to just random thoughts in my head for the last couple weeks, but today I really want to focus in on stuff that is a little bit more fitness-based because I've been having, with the new year coming recently, a lot of people asking me very pointed fitness questions, and so I want to dive into a couple of... That I think are very important and then also elaborate on them and give you a couple tips on how to do deal with that. One of the biggest reasons people get involved in any type of fitness endeavor. And you can lie and say that this is not true. But this is absolutely true. There's a reason why fitness supplements, fitness equipment, gym membership that we're talking trillions of dollars. And it's not because people want to better themselves or see who, how much they can make of themselves, and they're going to examine who they are as a man or as a woman from the inside out. It's because you want to look better. That's <laughs> that that is bottom line, okay? Um, and that's okay. There's a carryover. There's a there's a the, the, this Venn diagram of health that, by virtue, and people need to understand this. And this is my biggest problem with the. Uh, plus size acceptance stuff is that I agree. You should not judge someone. There should be zero judgment about someone's character or their value as a human on how they look, whether they're overweight, whether they're jacked. And that bothers me a lot that I see a lot of fitness influencers out there with the motivating uh, background music Acting like they're a prisoner of war who survived um, an internment camp and then came back to save lives, or you know, or they're Nelson Mandela because you're ripped. No, it's cool, and it takes a lot of work, but like, stop with the whole. uh, I'm gonna build nine reels a day about like I decided to not listen to the haters. I went for it. It's like, really? You got a great physique, dude. What's your life like? Who are you as? You could beat women. But you have a six pack. So you're going to make motivational reels and talk about how you're you've elevated and enlightened yourself. Like suck my balls. Uh it's not that big a deal and it doesn't make you a better person or a worse person. It just is. You have a great physique. Good for you, chick. Good for you, dude. It's no it, it, there is some there is some sign that you might not be a complete pile of poo because you willingly engage in, in uncomfortable stuff and you do it a lot and that's cool and that's valuable but it you could be a completely immoral pile of shit a completely immoral irresponsible piece of excrement so stop it with the condescending kind of content that seems like you've elevated yourself in some way all right That being said, there's the the whole alternative part of the spectrum is that people are now like, it doesn't matter if you're 50% body fat. It's all about accepting yourself. Well, no, not really. Because all form of mortality, all markers of health, all of them dramatically increase all four mortality dramatically decreases. All of it goes away if you lose lots of weight. If you are overweight and you lose weight, your blood sugar becomes better immediately. Your blood sugar and your blood pressure, your uh, levels of dangerous cholesterol, your uh, you know propensity to develop cancerous tumor. everything is better with your health, your Barring the extreme where you get too lean, uh, your cognitive function, your chances of development of certain cognitive problems as you age. These are all very serious things. Your, your, the, the quality of your birth, if you give birth, like what could potentially happen with your children. Everything has been shown by science to be dramatically improved if you get yourself into a healthy weight range. So, I I don't think that we should, in both regards, throw the baby out with the bathwater where if you get really lean or muscular, you are now a good person and everything's okay. No. If you are dramatically overweight, all you need to do is accept yourself and if society judges you, everything's wrong. That's wrong. No, there's a very comfortable middle ground, that Venn diagram does exist, where uh, it does show something if you can keep yourself in check, especially in today's day and age where comfort food and is so readily available and it's so highly palatable and delicious and affordable in glaring contrast to a lot of more elaborate, harder-to-prepare, uh, more expensive health foods, okay? The, it's, it, it does say something about you, but it doesn't make you a better person, and if you're fat, it doesn't make you a bad person, but it we shouldn't just ex- blindly accept either okay um so if at the core of what most people are looking to do is lose body fat lose weight if you're if you're dramatically overweight i want to give you a couple unknown tips i don't want to say unknown these are stuff that i have discovered there i don't see them written about that um make have made a huge difference for me okay Uh, And I have three tips for you. And and a couple of them are going to, you're going to be like, well, wait a second. That doesn't seem to make much sense. But I will try to uh, narrow it down. The first one I want to give to you is the most out of left field. And it, and it, it is something that I didn't discover until the last couple of years. And this is true. I think this will make a huge difference in controlling how you eat. Get more in touch with nature do I think you need to become a farmer <laughs> like I did? Do you need to move to a rural area? And no, but, uh, especially people in, in very urban areas, go out of your way at least a couple times a week and really take your headphones out, put your screen away and, anal- maybe start a internal gardening. If you live in New York city, if you live in Silver Lake, you live in downtown Austin, um, you can have internal plants. You can you can water them. You could grow. You could find different soils. And if you actually get in touch with animals and you see what animals eat to develop different tasting meat, if you uh, see how different types of elevation affect different types of animals, how different animals can invade certain areas where they're not necessarily supposed to be in, and how they interact with the animals that are kind of supposed to be there, Um I, for, I don't have to get so extensive as to talk about, like, the way that I feed my chickens dramatically impacts uh, the way they lay eggs. It does. It does. But I, I don't think that that's relatable to most people. There's a very small percentage of uh, people that are going to have their own chickens, okay? But but that's a one thing. I, I brought a bunch of eggs on the plane, by the way. Thank you. I didn't ship them. I took... On my carry-on, I took a bunch of eggs to Los Angeles to give to the Jason Ellis crew last time I was there. And um, is that legal? I I didn't think so. My wife goes because we. You, I have like twenty chickens somewhere in that ballpark. We have so many goddamn eggs because I don't sell eggs; I just collect them. I have twenty dozen eggs in my uh, house right now. Right, so I walk around town making it rain eggs. Okay. Like, like, uh, like diamond dollars at a strip You have over
1: 200 eggs at your house right now for no reason? Mm, That's, that's extreme.
0: I I probably have, right now, in my refrigerator, I have 75 eggs. That's a, I
1: guarantee it. How big of an omelet could that make?
0: Probably the size of this, like, throw rug here. I'm erect. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, if you're, if you're a guy like me, I, I, so I just, like, go out of my way to eat a lot of eggs, but. But I've noticed my wife is, like, very into holistic health, you know, Um, and and she askew – and it, it's kind of a pain in the ass. We don't just get big bulk chicken feed at, like, uh, you know, tractor supply or the local farm stores. She makes her own. She gets huge bulk things of, like, these things that she's researched to be very – beneficial to certain different types of chickens and she mixes them together in this big and i have to keep them in vats and keep them in 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 good uh levels of moisture and this is a whole thing like cigars and we feed them this and and their eggs are massive and they you crack them and the yolks are just this unbelievable deep rich color okay so get having that connection to it, it makes me appreciate the food i eat so much more because i i, I see a little bit of a connection to it Um, here, here's a a simple one, right? If you have a cat or a dog, double down a little bit and put a little, a little bit more effort into what you feed them and just watch. I have the great Pyrenees, um, and then I have inside dogs. I have normal person dogs that live inside with us, right? But I have these two great Pyrenees that guard the farm and they live outside and they're a hundred pounds each. They're big boys and they're, they're essentially wild animals that have like, they've they've kind of peeked into domesticated animal territory by being uh safe to be around your family you know they guard the farm animals you know we feed them raw meat okay uh research it it's it's actually just it's what they would prefer instead of like kibble and uh, you can feed them that but these dogs they're like i said they're they're practically a little bit wolf you know they're they're kind of wild and they're big and they're muscular and they're 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 very primal so we start feeding them we we'd order bulk meat which was mixed with um it's a ground beef puck that's ground beef mixed with organs and a little bit of bone right so I feed them these pucks and then tons of them. They eat a couple pounds of meat a day each of them, um, and they just they just blew up. Like they're so jacked and they're so active and they're so their eyes are bright and everything. So I started feeding the inside dogs that I tr- replaced them. You know, at the time we were already giving them kind of hoity-toity fancy dude um, dog food, and we replaced it. Now the inside dogs eat that. Well, my, my, by the way, minimum at the time, minimum, she was 17. I got her in 2005 and she wasn't a puppy. She was a, 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 my friend's dad is a slumlord, (laughs) Filipino guy. And she's like, dude, my dad had this tenant and they just moved out and left this dog here. In 2005, I was married to my first wife, and I'm asleep, getting ready to go on the radio the next day at like four in the morning. And I'm, it's like eight o'clock at night, and I'm like, huh. And my my ex wife comes in, she's like, Mike, I'm like, what? She's like, so and so just came in, and she has a dog, she wants us to take. And I go, what? I already have two Chihuahuas. I'm always like, fuck that. And she goes, listen, dude. So her dad, her dad's a slumlord, literally. Um, He runs low income. Uh, housing and they had a tenant that just moved out and left the dog like who the fuck are you right um and and so he didn't know what to do with it so she offered to so i get this dog in 2005 her name was coco ratty ass little mutt dog like junkyard dog ratty wiry hair and stuff but i loved her to death so this is 2022 she's still kicking she's still Like, But she's an old dog, right? No teeth and shit. Blind. I started switching her and the other inside dogs to raw meat, and she had a second win. She made it all the way to this October. Uh, So now she's looking at, like, at the very least, 19, which is kind of like right home to mom about a 19-year-old dog. And she wasn't 19, like, oh, God, like, lying there. She was running around. She died running around in the farm. So... I saw how and then in my other inside dog, I saw how they change by just like getting them to eat things that were a little bit more appropriate for them. By doing that, by by gardening, by seeing how different soil grows different types of plants, the different colors, the different you you get in touch with it and you have a better understanding of what it is you're putting in your mouth. And then what I've noticed is like when I'm in a rush and I'm busy, a lot of times, uh three or four times a week I, I i do my meal prep i do my thing and i, I make it very uh, a very concerted effort to eat the food i want to eat right but you know sometimes life gets busy i i have to end up picking my daughter's sick at school so i have to change all my plans and drive out to austin and pick her up um i'll stop by 7-eleven and get like a protein bar right and like wash it down with like a protein shake and some nuts uh Now, since being a farmer and doing that and really getting my hands dirty with animals and with plants, I don't, I'll be like, I'll just wait till I get home. I'll be hungry. I don't give a shit because I'll look on the back of that label and I'm like, I don't know. I don't think that that's supposed to go in my body. I'm sure it'll taste okay and it might service me, but, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I stopped drinking energy drinks based on that. Not, I don't, I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a little caffeine in, uh. And uh, amino acids with some artificial sweetener, probably not a big deal. But something about that, that process, I'd look at the back of that can, and I was like, is this really, can I just have a cup of coffee? I bet you that would probably be a better choice.
1: So you do do caffeine still?
0: Oh, I'm a caffeine addict.
1: Didn't I just come in with a big iced coffee? I didn't know what that was. That could have been decaf. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, with you, I never, I never want to judge or, or question. But do
0: you really think I would? I, I, asked you if you wanted coffee before I got here. I texted you. Do you think I'd really stop at a coffee house on my way to get some fucking decaf?
1: I think you would stop at a coffee house, not get anything for yourself, and just get me a coffee. I, I would. Yeah, but, but <laughs> I almost, I, I assume that's <laughs> what you were doing.
0: I didn't know. No, I'm, I'm a, ca- I'm a caffeine, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a caffeine proponent. I'll si- I will be on the board of caffeine for the american health industry because i think it's a a, just like nicotine caffeine's gotten an incredibly bad rap it's the best drug there is would you say
1: coffee is the best for inducing caffeine
0: i do i think there's an argument to be made for some teas but in general um i do think black coffee or or some greens and black teas they they have been shown to carry some other things but the guys at um Keto gains did a whole thing about this that really illuminated something to me. They're like, we, we're we admitting, we can't get to the bottom of why. But we've seen with a couple hundred clients and ourselves, even with the exact same measured amount of caffeine coming from pills or coming from uh, an energy drink or something, like five-hour energy, something about coffee above and beyond the caffeine makes it easier to lose body fat and to kind of, uh, and I, I I suspect there's an extraordinary high level. People, health nuts go against coffee, right? They get all, they're like, we, but you have to look at the micronutrient. Coffee has one of the highest antioxidant properties of any substance. Coffee beans are like crazy high in antioxidant properties. I don't know. It, it, it goes, I suspect it's one of two things. People who are concerned about their health and drink coffee. Are also going to drink a lot of water too. Because they're going to go. I can't just drink this hot coffee. I have to also. So I think that you're just flooding yourself. Through, probably a little bit more hydrated. Um, I do think that there is. Some type of. Hunger blunting. Property to. Ca- There's clearly. Hunger uh, curbing properties to caffeine. I think it goes above. Something about coffee also will. Kind of
1: blunt hunger. It's the only way I can intermittent fast. Yeah. Some people yeah. say it breaks your fast. I don't really know. I'm Not idea. black
0: coffee. I don't yeah. think it does. Uh, Martin Burkhan, who, if you're, if you say otherwise, you're lying. Martin Burkhan is the, the godfather of intermittent fasting. He's the guy who made it a thing. Back in like 2010, I started reading Lean Gains. That was his website. And he was promoting, and he's jacked. is sh- like jacked. And he was saying, I eat oh, it, during an eight-hour period. 16 hours of fasting every day in my life and he's super strong super jack actually worked with him like professionally i paid the money to have him coach me for a while and he opened up my eyes to a lot of things and uh his take is usually anywhere around like 25 30 calories anything below that is still a fast so if you're talking about sugar-free gum and black coffee you're good now if you start putting a tablespoon of cream in there you're breaking your fast. I mean, that, that's going to be, that's digestible calories, you know. Um, but but I just wanted to illuminate people that if you're living this fast-paced, completely um, denatured lifestyle, you are missing out on one of the easiest ways for you to start cleaning up your diet a little bit and that is by simply taking notice of how amazing nature can be and how much it is in tune with what you need as an animal we are not like lest we forget we're not animals i mean sorry lest we forget we're still animals yeah we're different but we're animals we're a living breathing organism no different than a dog or a bear or or uh uh, you know a monkey um you could start saying like we're really fucking different than sea life and i I, i'll get and birds we're different we're way but you know to mammals like lest we forget we're still just mammals we have a bigger brain and we're capable of doing this but we and by that i mean we we are designed to eat from the earth i'm not some holistic guy that's like yeah but you know bread and and you know protein shakes are are the devil? No, you could if you regulate your calories and you keep your protein at a good rate. Most things will end up the same, but it does make it easier. I I don't want to sound like I'm talking outside of two sides of my mouth. If you want to eat pop tarts and protein shakes, but you completely like just with gr- meticulously monitor your calories and your protein, you could. Be shredded. You really can't. Uh, food quality is farther down than food uh, amount. But eating natural foods, foods that were earth-born and are not very far removed from how they came out of the earth or how they walked the earth, makes it so much easier to stay full and eat a, a quality diet. It makes it a lot easier. It's more nourishing. You will feel better and you will feel more full and you will feel more nourished by a a similar amount of uh of uh caloric intake you know food volume makes a difference so i want to say that's one tip And, and it doesn't have to be extreme go to the arboretum go go to the natural history museum do get sign up for an urban gardening uh program uh just go to a like, go to a, like a local farm and where they have petting zoos and stuff. Uh, figure out how you can adopt a certain. Uh, getting more in touch and really making a concerted effort. Like and like I said, take out your your phones and don't be watching YouTube while you do it. But like, uh, you just really analyze. And I've been I I have a wealth. I don't want to encourage people who are enjoying their life to be like move out of Chicago and move to a farm out in the rural part of the world like I did. But it has been eye-opening. It's been f- an, an incredibly
1: illuminating. As someone who spent time in the Midwest, move out of Chicago.
0: <laughs> I disagree. I think besides whether, if there was like a aliens came down and landed in, uh, uh, on Earth, and they're like, okay, we're going to have a World's Fair where you show us the best you, you, all creatures show us the best you have to offer. I would choose the Midwest of the United States of America. I think that's the best collection of people that we have now winter in urban midwest and urban northeast is fucking bullshit it is so massive bullshit it is so freezing cold out here in texas right now
1: so crazy cold this is an average day in chicago if not a warm day in chicago winter and with no wind urban urban cold is
0: so much more thoroughly bullshit slushy streets with your frozen ass windshields and muck and and then they're pouring the salt on it just so they can get through the streets and it becomes and then the wind whips through the buildings and you're like what are we this no let me and here's my argument three thousand years ago you're all dead it's only because of extreme amounts of trial and error, and the advent of heaters and parkas and things that your humans are allowed to live in Reykjavik and Chicago and uh, and 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 Stuttgart. Okay, because lest we forget again, we're animals, and this animal is made for fucking Africa and Santa Monica.
1: For Santa Monica, exactly. That's where you
0: can wear a loincloth year-round. It might get rough in December, but you're like, whew, okay. I can still go swim in the ocean and be perfectly fine. Here's a little, another tidbit. Here's the thing. I'm old, right, kids? There used to be this thing called the newspaper that I would read. <laughs> and I, I grew up as a guy who appreciated it. I would like, I enjoyed it opening up in the morning. You know, take a crap and, and I grew up in Southern California in Los Angeles County. And uh, I would read the paper and notice things. And then when I was about 19, I moved to New Jersey, a place I actually like very much. I like the Garden State very much and I like the people. But I started to notice something when I'd wake up and I'd read the New York Times and uh, the, what is the Jersey? They have the Jersey paper. And uh, I would read, I would just be, glancing and i started to notice this thing that happens there that didn't ever happen zero times ever in southern california homeless person found dead on park bench froze to death black male 32 years old dead why because humans aren't supposed to live there ever now it's amazing because of technology in civilization we made coats and we made uh, heaters and buildings that have insulation and all that and I get that and and I love New York City I love Chicago I love Boston I love it I do but l- let's not kid ourselves that if you're just if like I said 3,000 years ago Native Americans cruise around California Southern California cruise around we're good. We're good with our titties out. Maybe a maybe some some like strappy shoes. But I'm good year round, buddy. Why? Cuz that's what this animal is for. You know how many thousand probably hundreds of thousands if not millions of people had to die before people could live in eastern like in northeastern europe like when people like i'm talking long time ago right with the migration of humans from like africa where again this animal is supposed to be they migrated up and they made it up to they'd get farther north they get up to like northern africa and they're like okay this is a little different isn't it and they break into to you know europe and uh they're like okay this this england shit is this is rough all dead Then they make it a little far, then they, to make it to Scandinavia, we're talking generations of people who had to figure out how to like hollow out a yak and live in it and, 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 and ferment foods. And I'm, I'm talking seriously, like seriously. And then the amount of people who, when they got there, figured out how to live there permanently. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, 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 and Icelandic, German, swedish people like they deserve their jet their descendants deserve credit because they probably had to go through hell to even figure out how to make civilization there you know who didn't native mexican indians and 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 native american indians in the west southwest they're like yeah it's pretty cool
1: that had to be the best time right like the Amazon no. sucked there's too many animals like
0: no it, it was not the best time no no you're not even your chief no because I think you could just decide to rape and rape and then you could decide to kill and kill all t- listen <laughs> we can we can all wax poetic about how the internet's destroying this and kids today or that and there's n- every year it's the best time to be alive you don't have to go back to civilization's past. just l- read one day of life in 1925 in America by in like an awesome like I'm not talking war torn play- America 1925 just horrible disease suffering great depression so even if you're balling 1929 comes along also how about uh, I had I had 14 kids six of them made it great job Mary life fucking sucked all life through through all generations until about you can make an argument for like the mid 80s up to now I was gonna say 99 you could make an argument okay you could be like it's kind of exactly the same as this except we have these phones and this internet and it's kind of screwed and I go okay I'll but anything 70s you all love to look at, like, Studio 54, and you're like, it was so fun and free. Fucking oil crisis horror. The Soviets are going to blow us up at any moment. S- 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 serial killers rampant in New York City. Bernie Getz just shooting people, and he's like, yeah, well, they tried to mug me. And people are like, yeah, well, yeah, it was fucking black dudes. What are they thinking, silly Blacks. Uh, 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 what's his name? I was about to say Fred Durst. Robert Durst, is that the guy, the murderer? Well, both. <laughs> many would say Fred is murdered class and uh, taste of many a million people. Um, but Robert Durst, right? So I was watching that documentary about the dude. And uh, he he killed people. He, this is not open for debate. Not even like OJ open for debate. Like where we're at. Like yeah, he killed. But the, he there's no argument. He admitted to it. He's he, like he got essentially got hot. mic caught doing it right, and they connected the dots now with forensic science. But in the early '80s, he they used to go to his apartment in New York City. I'm sure it was more of a penthouse, but. And the cop, there's like records of the cops would commonly go, I don't think like daily, but you know, a couple times a year they would go to his apartment because he was beating women. And they're like, hey, tone it down, dude. Can, can you just keep it in line? Yeah. It was a, like, and you can sit here and say like, oh, but men were men, women were, red. yeah, but dude, it, no time is as good as now. Always. Always always. And if you have such a fascination with the way things were, you can still do that too. You can also respect all different types of ethnicities and shave with a straight razor or, or you know or wear a high-waisted pants, whatever it is that you think is you know change your own oil. Jebediah in Central Ohio could you can go join him. Join jo- <laughs> go be Amish. Go be a Mennonite. You know? Like honestly, even, like, let's say, okay, I have a lot of friends, active duty or or veterans, and they talk about uh, being in war. And it's fucking nightmarish. And I, I commonly, on a day-to-day basis, I think about uh, the sacrifice that those men and women, mostly men, make... Um, Just for just because, right? There's a time in their life when they're young and they're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go overseas and fight war. It's fucking crazy, right? And 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 I think about how what they do. Ask them. Compare that to to World War One. Compare that to even even Vietnam War, right? Like things are wet better now than ever before. The hor yeah you know, I was reading this story about the real Peaky Blinders the people that they they based there was a real Manchester gang that they based uh, these guys off, and Thomas Shelby the the Cillian Murphy character is based on a very real guy and this guy was a tunnel rat in World War One now what that means is he you know they fought in trench warfare they had these big long trenches but they would try to dig tunnels to get to the other trenches fuck dudes up. And there's these these interviews where these guys are talking about not video and you know it's long nineteen seventeen and stuff, but they were these writing writings about these guys' experience, and they would be in tunnels like barely big enough, which is hell already to me, like the claustrophobia of crawling in like a thirty yard tunnel that you're barely able to fit in, right? And they got their knife in their mouth and uh, they can't fit their rifle, so they have just a sidearm and like a knife in their mouth, and sometimes the tunnels would break pretty commonly, and then you're just suffocating in there. Other times, he told these stories of the tunnels breaking, and there'd be Nazis tunneling the other way, and the tunnel break, and then you're like, oh, fuck, and then you have to get a knife fight in an underground phone booth with Nazis. Like, life is horrifying all generations before us do you know what it was like being an american settler of any ethnicity freed slave native american flew over here from europe does it do you know what it was like to just get by fucking awful but you did it and now we don't have to do any of that stuff. We still have a lot of the same sufferings, a lot of the same questions about our existence. But don't get into this back when men were men cuz i i promote that same shit i talked i talked about on an episode recently about how the average man in 1930 something has crazy higher testosterone than the average man in 2024, you know? And there's there's something to be said about that. But at the same time, the average guy in 1930 something probably lived to like 60. And it was and it was a nightmare to those last couple years. So just take into consideration that uh, how things are good. But I got off the tracks a little bit. All right. Uh, the next tip I'll give you is learn to cook. Do I expect you to be a Michelin rated chef anytime in your life if you've never fucking done anything besides microwave, you know, prepackaged food? No. But two things are at play here. Do you know how much better care I give cars than just any, let's say my wife, for instance. I take a lot better care of my cars. Why? Because I grew up working in garages. I'm not going to be on any NASCAR pit crew, but I I change my own oil. I rotate my own tires and do that kind of thing. And by getting my hands dirty and having a relationship with my cars, it makes me much more concerned with how they're being treated. I prepare my own food and it makes an incredibly big difference in how much I eat. Even me, who's like neurotic about it, if I were to have a really accurate tracking of a restaurant meal that I'd have compared to me preparing the same meal with the same ingredients, I would eat way more at a restaurant. Just people bringing me stuff on a plate and I'm like, well, and people who bring me stuff on a plate whose job it is to make it taste good. It's not their job to worry about my fucking macros. And I, I'm not talking about, it doesn't even have to be a, a, a very elevated, fancy restaurant. A Chipotle. Let's say I make fish tacos at home. I'm going to eat three, four, five hundred calories less than if I go get a couple chip fish tacos at Chipotle. One, I'm not going to have chips in front of me. I'm not going, and uh, I'll know how many calories are in each tortilla. So when I wrap them, I'm like, oh, I could back off on those i'd probably add a little bit more halibut also when i go to eat that i have a relationship with that stuff and i know it sounds cheesy i know it sounds like hippie nonsense i have a relationship with that food by the time it gets to my plate and here's another thing it absolutely is is useful just as a tip alone just as a, a narcissistic vain hey i want to eat lose weight learn start cooking your own food by and large but on top of that what are we doing? What are I don't care if you're the world's biggest bachelor, and it's like I don't. That's what women. What, you can't be a grown adult and not cook food. I get DoorDash. I get you know. I get it. It's it's easy, and I'm not saying young kids who are busy don't do that. But I'm talking about you out there who's literally like I don't know how to I don't know how to boil an egg. I don't what the, what what are we going to do? You're not in. Phi Beta Kappa. You're a 30-year-old human. Pull it together. Get up 20 minutes early. Get some egg whites and eggs and mix them together. Scramble them up. Enjoy it with a little oatmeal or something. And put it in something in a Tupperware for later. That, that, That aspect of it. And it's not like you're a bad person. Because technology has gotten so good. I mean, even just 15 years ago when I would go into work early the options are so much different now yeah i mean it's crazy like with the food delivery services and uh you know even like the the food prep services where they just drop it off at your front door and stuff but there's certain things where it's like hey you may not have a manual transmission car most people don't nowadays they just don't really make very many but what are we doing where you, you have no concept of how to drive a manual transmission, right? That's the same thing as the, the, the way I look at it. You may not, like, if you are so, rel- and, and by the way, there's no shame in being like, I don't know how to do it, so I'm going to go on YouTube. And I, like, that alone elevates you above the, like, I'm self, I'm just so, that's the most unattractive thing to me in women. Uh, I, I'd rather like cunty boss bitch over I'm just so helpless I need you to do everything for me because I'm a little woman like the, the there's some girls it's a lot less than generations past but there's some girls who's like I can't pump my own gas I'm just a woman I'm just a silly woman I can't be able to do my own check I can't balance my checkbook I'm just a woman like stop that and and so I I only point that out. I was like that's a really unattractive thing. I will be the first to admit when I can't do stuff, but I'll always try. Frustrates the shit out of my wife. Shit goes wrong with the electrical, I'm always like, I don't know, I have no fucking clue what is up, but I'm going to open up a panel on the wall. I'm going to give it a shot. I got to give it a shot. You got to let me give it a shot before I call a professional frustrates the shit out of my way i'm on youtube looking at so i have no idea what's negative and positive that was the end of mike catherwood That yeah (laughs) i actually recently drew a line with electrical now it's just now it's the like plumbing because anything carpentry or mechanical i may not be able to fix it but i i won't fuck it up plumbing i'll fuck it up and i still do it electrical i'm gonna my wife literally said that she's like you're gonna kill yourself and i go you know what you're right and i I, i'd love to say like i just listened to my wife but my neighbor (laughs) we've talked about on the show before uh clyde who is was a professional he's retired but he was a professional contractor for years and he's a local texas guy real manly like real manly like big chewing tobacco and he's like let me tell you what mike and he said he's like don't mess with electrical He's like, the stakes are too high. You fled your your house because you got macho with the plumbing. So be it. You You make mistakes with this. He's like, you'll die. You'll die or you can be handicapped. You understand? And I go, okay. All right. Fair enough. But either way, I try. I try. And there's something to that, right? The biggest difference because people always ask this question how come if people are working out more and more invested in nutritional science now than ever before how come more people are fat than ever before in this country right my dad he didn't know gyms existed he like that's for the idea of a gym he'd be like wait you're not playing a sport you just go and ex- like you exercise and he's like that sounds silly and that goes up into like the eighties, like the idea of like, well, I'm. He's like, well, just go run or something. Go outside. Go go play basketball. Go go boxing with your friends. And and now in twenty twenty four, everyone, senior citizens and shit, they have gym memberships. Uh, children are starting to really get into fitness, and but yet at all age ranges, we're all fatter than ever before. So people ask, why do you think that is? I don't know. I have my thoughts. And these are my thoughts based on what I've seen. Because everyone I know goes to the gym, out of shape or in shape or what. Everyone I know talks about, like, why I got to go see my trainer. But 20% of people are in good shape and 20, 80, 80 are not, right? The difference between the 20 that consistently do it for over long periods of time and the 80 who don't is that the 20 who stay in really good shape. Are never at a loss for what they're going to eat, whether they're executives or they're my buddy who works in construction or they're in the military or a cop. The guy who is overweight with mantids—that's my friend's partner on the law enforcement. He just like shows up to work and he's like, "Yeah, hey, I got I got an eight-hour shift, ten-hour shift. I got to drive around Austin and bust criminals. I'll fi- I'll figure out something to eat." I don't, you know, when I get hungry. I'll drive the drive through, and my buddy is in really good shape. Black belt in his jujitsu. Kind of, kind of a badass. He's got his Tupperware. Yeah, I understand Tupperware could be kind of a, a bummer, like smells and stuff. I get that, but even if he didn't have a Tupperware, he has on his beat. He has like. That's where Hopdotty is. That's where the grass-fed beef place is. And I'll go in and I'll get... Like, he's... There's no... I'm. I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. Their idea of eating... And it doesn't have to preclude it being tasty to you. But their idea of eating is very, very structured. Even if I go on... Look, if I go on a road trip with my family... Because I'm not that guy who's going to bring Tupperware on a road trip or like on a plane but if i am if i am doing going on a plane if i'm you better believe like yeah i'll take five fucking minutes it's not like it my whole day to analyze what austin airport has to offer for food uh if i'm driving to san antonio between austin and san antonio i will see if there's like a whole foods on the way maybe if there's not whole foods like maybe there's a grass-fed burger place or maybe there's a like a good barbecue place i can get some smoked meats i I, there's never a time when i'm just like oh shit i'm starving i don't uh, let me just find near food and though and and for the most part the people that i see that consistently do that uh as well they're they're not those people either all right so getting better touch with nature doesn't have to be much. Just get, don't be so detached from nature because it'll actually help you appreciate the food that you put in your mouth. Analyzing other animals, eating and stuff too. It, just, it, you, it, it does something. Learn how to cook. And my last final tip for you is to stop judging food By whether it's good or bad. Completely look at food uh, as how is this going to make me feel? When I was preparing for bodybuilding shows, I got literally eating disorders. And I wasn't that extreme with it. Because everything was like, but how much calories? Oh, everything, everything was like chicken breast good. Chicken thigh, too much skin, too much fat. Chicken on the bone, bad. It got so everything was good or bad. Now, if you're if you're a competitive bodybuilder or fitness model, maybe that's what you need to do. But that's different because you're getting paid for it. But at regular people, so all day they spend. It's like ah, I went to McDonald's. I'm bad. This food is bad. Oh, I went. I had steamed broccoli. That's good. No, how about this? When I had that number three combo meal from McDonald's, I was sluggish and lethargic all day. The other day when I had this ground meat that I made myself with a little bit of rice and some veggies on the side, I felt light, felt good, felt tight, felt like I had it all tightened up and I I was able to go do more work and I actually felt pretty good. I didn't feel too bloated and sluggish. I noticed... Every time I go to Thanksgiving, fly home to Los Angeles, and I'm like sitting down with the family. It's nice to be around. And then about halfway through the meal, I was like, I feel fucking awful. I feel awful. It was worth it because this is an experience, but fuck, I'm sweating, and it's 70 degrees in here. I, I can't move. My dad's watching the Laker game in the other room. I can't make it to the other room. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's real easy, uh, November 26th, for me to get back on the horse because I was like, I felt awful. I don't want to feel awful. And when I stopped getting neurotic about like, will this make me look more ripped? Will this make me look more buff? This is going to make me puffy. This is going to blah, blah, blah. I just started going, I know. And by the way, you don't have to get too uh, over the top with it where it's like, Well, only this narrow thing makes me feel good. Here's a perfect example. The other day, my wife and daughter and I are all in the car. We're driving home. It's a Saturday. And and we were coming back from, like, my daughter's play date thing. And they're like, we're craving In-N-Out. Okay, I'm down with that. We'll pass one here on 1430. We'll pop in. So I'm in line. I'm like, I'm I'm not personally in the market for In-N-Out. I was going to go home and have this, uh, this, uh. Strip steak that I had been marinating. But I was like, I'll have that later. So I'm in and out. I'm enjoying the time with my family. So I get to the thing. I order my wife's food. The drive up window. And uh, I order my daughter's food. I order my wife's food. And then I'm I'm looking at it and I go, I'm getting a double double. I'm pretty sure that if I get it with the bun, I'll feel a little bit. Because it's only like noon. And I got a lot to do today. I might feel a little bit uh, sluggish, so if I get it protein style, meaning no bun, <sighs> get some good quality meat in in, in my system, and uh, I'll probably be good. And I won't get a four by four because I'll be loaded down. I'll get a I'll get a double double animal style or protein style. And I got two patties with cheese and uh, some grilled onions wrapped in lettuce, and then I ate it, and then I was fucking. Bob's your uncle for the rest of the day, as they say in uh, good old Australia. Hey, Bob's your uncle, Mike. I was good to go. And then uh, three, four hours later, I got hungry. I had that strip steak that I was thinking about. I went from, if I have this, I'll probably feel pretty good about things. If I have this, I won't feel very good. This will not be good and kind to me. This will. Not... This will keep me leaner. This will keep me ripped. This is on my diet. This is on my diet. Start looking at things like, how can I nourish myself head to toe? How can I definitely detract from my life head to toe? Which it can do. And that leaves you open to the times when you're like, I'm craving fucking pizza. That pizza looks amazing. I'm pretty sure it'll make me feel good. It makes me feel good. And I have a couple slices of pizza, and I was like, I do feel good. That was happy. That was a happy experience. Anyway, so those are my top three tips. And uh, suck my dick. (laughs) And thank you to everybody uh, who watches or listens to the show. Spread the word so we could build it up. It means a lot to me. Thank you to all my patrons. Um, the fact that you would take the your hard-earned money and give it to me is uh, it's not overlooked. It means a lot. And in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember, I do. Be good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.